0: Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. How many know it's important to know who you are, what you stand for, and where you're going, right? Uh, That's in in our personal lives. That's called integrity. It's, It's doing the right thing when nobody's looking we all want to have integrity. We all want to, when, when that day comes, when, one day when they put a tombstone and we're six feet under, there might be something there said that will define us, that we leave a legacy, right? We're living with, with purpose in mind, amen? amen? But in order to have that, we have to have some things established as values, core values. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, who we are as a church, Every church has their own identity, good and bad. Can I get an amen? Amen. Some of you have been into some very good churches. Some of you have been into some very bad churches. Can I get an amen? amen? But there's no church exactly alike. Did you know there's not another Foothill Christian American Canyon? We are unique. We have our own DNA. We share... A DNA with our Napa church. We, that is also Foothill Christian Napa. We're a American Canyon. But what I love about our church is we're diverse. So I look around yes. and, and we're diverse. And I love that. I love Because it's going to be part of what we see in heaven. Amen. Right? If we can't get along with each other down here, what makes you think you're going to get along with each other up there? Amen. So we're each unique. Look at the person next to you and tell them, You're unique. You're unique. And now look at the person on the other side of you. and Tell them you're unique. Every church is unique in the same sense. Now, as pastor of the church, it starts with me to establish what is that identity that we want to be known as. It starts here with our leadership team now, you know, to help um, plan that, that purpose, that, that ID, that identity, and maintain it going forward. So in the next few moments, what I want to share with you is our core values, our distinctives, and essentially, why does Foothill exist as a church? I think it's important, and I, and I try to bring this up once a year, just to recall, why do we exist? Why are we here? What are we doing here? Because there's so many churches, we all have different flavors uh, there's, there's churches that are very low key and the volume never gets above this level and, and that's okay. That's okay. If, if you're that type of person that needs a church like that, I recommend that you plant yourself in that church and that you grow. You know? But there's a church for every one of us. How many know that? And you're all here because apparently God's attracted you to this place and God's called you by name. Did you know that? Yeah. God called you by name here to this place. He said... Justin, I need you here. And he spoke to Justin. He said the same to Melody and on and on and on. Many of you come from faraway places. And the important thing is, though, that you know Christ. Amen? How many would agree with that? Amen. Let's. Uh, if you'll stand with me, I want to read our sermon text found in 1 Corinthians. And it's on your outline there. If you, if you have your Bible, though, if you want to turn there, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1st Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. And it says this in the word of God. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Again, we thank you for this wonderful privilege it is to get together in this thing called church, this place of believers, Lord. It doesn't have to be this building. It can be in my home, Lord. We're having church wherever two or three are gathered. But Lord, today we pray for your anointing, your understanding that you would show us, Lord, out of your word. And how it is that we are supposed to coexist with one another in this place called earth. And Lord, one day in heaven, We'll get to put away with all the things that go on down here, the divisiveness, the, the hate, the bitterness that goes on in our day-to-day life and in, in our world. But Lord, as believers, I pray that right now we would have a better understanding of what it takes to go coexist with one another and as a church. Yes. And I pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Man, you may be seated. Amen. How many are thankful for core values? If you have a job, more than likely, they have core values there are certain things you can do, certain things you can 't do. How many have ever worked in a place where they had them listed on a on a wall somewhere? Anybody? Yeah, some of you are raising your hands they they list their values on on a wall and it tells you it reminds you every day what, how important and and what the mission is there well i want to I want to go through these quickly and and these are for you to keep if you 're ever wondering or if you 're ever thinking and see that Pastor Rick's getting off off the core value here. Now you don't just have me to pick on. Now you can pick on Wayne and Irene and Robert and Nessie, okay? And remind them, hey, how come we, 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 we said we're going to go in this direction, but I see that we're going off in this other direction? Because what I'm telling you today is our, our mission, our, our vision, our core values. So number one, on your outline, core values... First of all, what are they? They explain why you do what you do. Let me say that again. Core values explain why you do what you do. So the first one is we're biblically based. So if you're new here and you don't know much about us, this is great because basically I'm giving you a new converts class right now. And this is great. We, we believe that the Bible is the ultimate authority, ultimate authority when it comes to Scripture. It's not what Pastor Rick thinks or says, even though I've studied, I, I've graduated from Bible school. It's none of that. It's what the Bible says. We believe that it's relevant teaching, even though it was written over 2,000 years ago, it's relevant for you today. How many know that God's word is alive? It's powerful. It's not a novel like War and Peace. It's not a novel like John Grisham's novels or anybody else that you want to throw in there, Mark Twain. These are all books that you can read and put away. And Great story. This is alive. It lives inside of you. Amen? So we are, one of our core values is that the scripture is inspired by God, completely accurate, and is our authority regarding our beliefs and our guide for how we live. Because see, if you don't have that authority, the world is going to tell you how to live. The, the world will tell you how to live. And God designed, I mean, you know that God has the manual, and this is the manual. He created you. Anybody have a manual for something you just bought? Anybody, anybody buy anything this weekend? And it came with a user's manual? Guess who made that user manual? The manufacturer. And they said, this is the best way to operate this. God said the same thing. He said, the best way to live your life is here. This user's manual. Take it. But here's the thing. I never even cracked that owner's manual until I was in my mid-20s. I never even cracked it open. And and for far too many people, they never crack it open and they never get to truly realize, oh, you mean I could have had blessings in my life way back when if I had just opened this up? Yes, it's that simple. It's really that simple. So it's biblically based, number one. That's our core value. Atmosphere of acceptance is big. When you walk into that door, it doesn't matter what color you are, what shape you are. Uh, Where you come from, you are accepted because that's how God accepts us. He accepted me that way. Who am I to define who walks in through these doors? Amen? Amen. We accept everybody. And uh, believe me, we have had all kinds of people come in through those doors. You name it. I'm, I'm serious. You name it has come in through these doors. Maybe not in this facility, but in our other facility. And we've welcomed them with open arms. Amen? We want everyone to experience God's grace and love. The third point is, we want to have inspiring worship. And when we first got here in 2013, when Anna and I came with our girls from our Napa church, our worship needed a lot of work. Needed a lot of work. But they've come a long ways, and we're not even close to where we want to be. We want to keep taking that to the next level. How many know that? How many aspiring worship musicians are out here? You don't know that. You may know that right now. You have a hidden talent that wants to come out. Come and talk to them. Talk to any of the people that were doing worship. They will find a place for you. Amen? It's our job to bring inspiring worship. We celebrate together with great music, teaching, and prayer. Then fourth is discipleship. We believe that full devotion to Christ and His cause is normal, everybody say normal. normal, for every believer. Not just Sunday, oh, it's Sunday, I gotta be good. I, 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 can't, uh, I can't yell at my husband or my wife, I can't get, a- no, I'm, I'm not talking about that. But you know, some people will sometimes just, just have a Sunday, a Sunday for, uh, for living for God. And living for God is 24-7, 365. And it starts with discipleship. So what do we do? We offer classes in that process. We offer, used to be called trails classes. We're now calling them growth track classes. There's been some slight tweaks on that. Um, there's also our Bible studies during the week. You can't grow if you don't know. Amen. Yeah. You can't grow if you don't know. And if it's just once a week, it's very hard to grow spiritually. It's just, it's just a fact. And so we'll always offer discipleship classes to every believer the next point is youth ministry youth are important how many know that our youth are vitally important they're the ones that are going to lead our church in the next generation they're the ones that are going to lead our communities they're the ones that are going to lead our our, our government and so forth we want to make sure that we have an opportunity as we grow to to teens and to little ones how many love the fact that on certain sundays you'll see you'll see yes up here Who's, who's 12 years old, right? We'll see Nigel up here. We'll see Raquel up here. All preteen and teenagers up here. I want, to encourage, I want to encourage any young person that they can look up and see a Nigel, that they can see a Yesh and say, if they can do it, I can do it. I want them to have that vision, that dream, that they can also participate. Because believe me, it doesn't have to just be adults. Sometimes adults, we get in the way and, and, and children, young people, can, can learn so much quickly. They're, they're sponges at learning and, and doing things. Amen? Yeah. So, youth ministry, we believe in them, in our children, and our teenagers, and we'll always give them a high priority. Always. Small groups. We believe that Christian growth, life change, and pastoral care happen best in small groups. That, that's the Wednesday night group. That's the Tuesday night group. Did you know that this past Tuesday... Women, wives, if you're here and your men were there uh, last Tuesday or the Tuesday before, or the Tuesday before that, that there were some things there, said there that will never be said to your ear. Did you know that? Why is that? Because we want to have an area where a man can feel safe, where a woman can feel safe. And maybe sometimes there's things that you can only say to another guy or to Pastor Rick. And we hold those things in confidence that's what makes a small group valuable, is that you can come to Pastor Rick and you can share anything with me and it'll be between you and I and it won't go any further. Also in our small groups, if you want to be that transparent, if you want help and prayer in certain areas, you can be transparent and feel safe and secure. Amen? That's, that's how you grow. There's nothing worse in my life that, that I've seen than a believer that puts up spiritual walls. Spiritual wall, you have walls built up all around you and nobody can penetrate those walls and nobody can love you the way you were designed to be loved with walls. When those walls come down, then only then can God truly love you. Can you know how to love somebody else the way God designed? Amen? Amen. So small groups are are a vital part of that. Also, the next one is equipping leaders. How many have heard you say that or heard me say that um, Pastor Rick can't do it all. I want to equip you to do and run with it. I remember having conversations with Gregory, you know, about men's group. And, and then recently it was Alex and they, they came to me and said, hey, we want to do this. And I said, go, run, create it, make it happen. And now. Alex is hosting and running, facilitating, along with Gregory, the men's small group every Tuesday night. Give him a hand again. Alex just came to our church last year. Gregory really committed his life in this last year to to really being sold out and saying, Lord, I want to change it up. I want to do it right. And he's been doing it. I'm so proud of you, Gregory. I just want to tell you that right now. I'm so proud of you. We have Ivy. Who's leading and facil- facilitating our Wednesday night Bible study? She's a leader. Amen. How many know that? She's she's a, she may be short in stature, but she's a fire plug right there. She's a fire plug, and she's a leader. She's a leader, and that's by the help of the Holy Spirit. And I believe every one of you can lead in certain areas. I believe that you're gifted in that. And it's our job to equip people to discover and develop their gifts. Amen? Amen. And and what happens is you end up changing not only yourself, but changing your world, your community around you. So those are our church core values. If you've ever wondered, what do we hang our hat on? It's that. So again, the church distinctives here are, That church is comprised of individuals. All of you are different. I look around right now and I just see so many different individuals. You're all created individually different, unique, uniquely. You all have different, diverse experiences. And together we form the church. We are the church, not this building. This building isn't the church. You and I are the church. Amen? No two churches are quite the same. Much like you and I, every church is a special blend of gifts, talents, temperaments, experiences, preferences, passions, and divine callings. Although the doctrine may be the same within churches, doctrine is the beliefs, the teachings, the personality of one church may widely differ from another. Despite the fact that the same Great Commission... The same message that Jesus preached in Matthew chapter 28, go and teach the nations, go and baptize. It's the same message, but we're so different. How many have seen that Mm -hmm. in churches? We're very different, but apparently what's different about us has attracted each of you because you keep coming back every Sunday and I'm just always amazed to see who walks into the door I really am I've always been amazed to see these people come back week after week I know it's not me I know it's not our worship it must be the Holy Spirit of God that brings them back to church amen amen which tells me that you're listening to God you're listening because I'm praying for you I'm praying that you all come back amen So here's the thing. We're always continually in process of becoming what God and who God has called us to be and developing into that full stature in Christ. And I want to read to you a few foundational values that we will build upon and we hold imperative as as believers. Okay, so number one, the word of God. It's the ultimate. It's, It's the word of God. So if you ask me a question, Pastor Rick, what do you think about this? Should, should I be living together with my girlfriend? Um, I'm going to say... How many know what I'm going to say? Okay. I'm going to say... Um, it says right here that, that you shouldn't be living together with your girlfriend. If you ask me that, okay? If you ask me questions, any question, and I can find the answer in the Word of God, this is the authority. I'm not going to come back and tell you Well, I feel that you're really a nice guy. She's really a nice gal. You know, he, she, whatever. You're both nice people. Yeah, why not? No, I'm sorry. Hate to burst your bubble. But I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. All right? Amen? That's our final authority. It's God's word. And we base this church on God's word. Amen? Amen? Number two, we honor the perfect and complete work of Christ's death. His resurrection and present ministry. um, And believe it is our responsibility to present his ministry. In other words, what Christ did on the cross. When he died on the cross and said. By spreading his hands out like this and being nailed. He said, I love you this much. And he died for you on the cross. So that you would have everlasting life. That's what we'll always preach here. That it is enough. that, That that paid for it all. That that means that you don't have to get baptized to be saved Ooh, check that out that goes against some churches did you know that uh you don't have to uh you don't have to put money in the offering to get saved Ooh, no pastor wants to say that you don't have to uh be nice and shake the pastor's hand after service every sunday no christ did one thing and he did it all on the cross so that you would have everlasting life we're gonna always preach that amen We're going to honor the complete work of Christ's death and resurrection and power. Number three, prayer is a constant focus and top priority. I don't know that you know this or you should know this, but every Monday night I pray for you regardless of whether Justin and I get together. But Justin is my prayer partner every Monday night. We pray over all the needs of the church. Give him a hand. He does that, takes time out of his schedule to do that. Every Monday night we pray for your needs and whether we meet up physically or, or just on the phone, it doesn't matter. We're both praying already on that Monday night. That's our scheduled prayer time. So know that I pray for each of you. Your faces come into my mind, and I pray God's blessing upon upon you, your families, your children, and so forth. When I hear you today tell me, Pastor Rick, pray for this, pray for that. I'm praying for that all week long. Amen? God hears us, amen. Prayer is a constant priority for us it's a focus and top priority then number four reaching those who are without hope anybody here ever without hope i was in my 20s i was without hope i had no idea if there was an everlasting life i had no idea if god was really really real i i was raised with the thought that god was real but i didn't have a relationship with god to know that god was real in fact, it got to the point where I thought, Lord, if this is all there is to life, then check me out. I want to check out of here. You know, the thoughts of suicide would come up, especially after you get your buzz on and, and then you get a little high. And then also the next thing, the devil is tempting you to go down that road. How only been there? Right. You know what I'm talking about. And the devil wants to steal that from you and, and steal your life from you. But here. What we want to be able to bring is hope. Jesus is our hope. Amen? Say that with me. Jesus is my hope. Whether you're sick, physically, emotionally, mentally, which is huge nowadays, God is your hope today. He promised never to leave you nor forsake you. He promised never that you would walk alone in this world. He promised he would be your comfort every day. Amen? We need to continue to bring hope. And that's why you exist. When you greet newcomers, you greet them with a smile. And you don't, you don't turn on this, this little switch. Oh, I got to be nice. It just comes naturally. That's what I love about you. It comes naturally. You greet those people that come in through the door. You give them hope. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Continue to do that. Then number five, becoming a disciple is strongly emphasized. Jesus had 12 disciples. And with 12 disciples, really 11, because Judas... He didn't quite make the cut. Um, Eleven disciples, he transformed the whole world. Turned it upside down with eleven disciples. We got more than eleven in this place. We want to turn the American Canyon upside down. Let's start there. Amen? Jesus turned the whole world upside down with his disciples. So I believe discipleship. We need to fully... um, uh, demand that we, we, we become the disciples God wanted us to be all along. How many know God has a plan for your life? Amen. He has a plan. And, and if you just take the steps to trust him enough, he'll direct your, your steps in every direction. Amen. Amen. Number six, we encourage a zealous devotion to the things of God, the house of God and the people of God. They may be viewed a bit as non-traditional. You know, some churches I know, um, they don't ever raise their hands in some churches or or clap. How many know there's churches like that? And so when you come in here, hopefully you're seeing people that raise their hands, that clap. that get a little boisterous. Um, they may say may say, hallelujah, out loud. Carlos, thank you. Yes. Gregory, thank you. You both uh, bring it every Sunday, right? Yes. Let the God that created you just flow right through you. Amen. Yes. So we need to be zealous. And let me give you a good example of that. Some of you here have never raised your hands yet at a baseball game or a football game. Yes. <laughs> Who's gonna, who are you serving? Is it the team or is it Almighty God? Almighty Amen. God. Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Let's think about that. Almighty God is worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Amen. Number seven, we're responsible stewardship is encouraged. And you'll hear me say this time and time again. In your time, your talents, and your treasures. One day, when we get to heaven, and, and when you come to, if you're a believer, you will come to the gate, and, 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 P, and, and Jesus will welcome you. He'll say, welcome, into your reward. But really, what he's going to ask you is, what did you do with the time, the talents, and the treasure that I gave you? How did you use that as a blessing to others around you? You ever wonder why people, some people are are really well off and some people seem to have all this and that. God's required a lot from those people, right? But he's also saying, what are you going to do with that now? What are you going to do with that now? We have some very giving families here of their time, their talents and their treasures. I look around and I see that to my left and to my right. And that's what God expects of us. What are you doing with your time, your talents and your treasures? That is one of our Distinctives. We also believe, number nine, that every member is a minister. I said that last week and the weeks before. You are ministers. I'm the administer. Really, everywhere you go, because I can't reach the people you can, you have a circle of influence that I'll never reach. Some of you, teens, some of you, young adults, some of you, older adults, you have a circle of influence. You're ministering to them that I can't minister to. Sir, you're all ministers. Amen. Amen. Every one of you. I want you to know that that you are ministers called by God. Number 10, we strive to unleash the full potential of the church body by equipping every individual to use their gifts and talents in the kingdom business. Has God gifted you with a with a talent of cooking? Yes, my brother Tom, he has gifted you and we used him as a caterer just a few weeks ago. Has God gifted you in the area of being a musician? Yeah, Brother Martin, my daughters, they're up here. Nigel, Yesha, they're all up here worshiping God because God has gifted them. Brother Robert, vocals, Sister May, vocals, God has gifted you. And there's others in here, God has gifted you. Are you using those gifts and talents how God would like you to use them? Amen. And then... Number 11, serving the needs of the church and the community is encouraged. So obviously, we want to take, the need, uh, take care of the needs of our church. Uh, our job as a church is to take care of the widows, the orphans, the, the homeless, those that are less fortunate that you and I, some that may need help. That's our task. That's our responsibility. Amen. Amen. And, and then it's outward to our community. How can we be a blessing here to this church, to Open Door Church? If if you have some ideas, let me know. How can we be a blessing to them? How can we be a blessing to this area? How can we be a blessing to this, maybe the Safeway? Um, Maybe go pick up some trash one day. We can all show up with Foothill t-shirts and go around their parking lot picking up trash. I mean, I'm just throwing that out right now. But there's different ways of going about this. Amen? Amen? Number 12, we cultivate a worldview of the kingdom of God and strives to promote harmony and cooperation between Christians from other backgrounds, cultures, denominations, and traditions. We realize that we're only part of what God desires to do through his bride in this city. How many know, again, that there's a church of every flavor in this town? There really is. There's Spanish churches, there's, there's black churches, there's, there's the white Anglo churches, there's Filipino churches. There's a church of every flavor in this town. There really there is. Uh, and then there's our church, which I think we're just diverse. We're a little bit of that shaker. We just mix it all up. And then we, we're a multi-spice blend church is kind of what we call it here, what I call it. And I love that. But, but we have a worldview. We still get along with our brothers and sisters. We may not agree to, to disagree agreeably. We can, we can agree to disagree agreeably on certain things to maintain uh, peace Uh, and a respect for one another. Amen? Amen. Number 13, Christ-like character and and integrity are held in high regard, more than giftedness, talents, or personal charisma. I have to always have Christ-like character because the last thing you want to see is Pastor Rick uh, throwing it down at the bar at Chevy's, right? You don't want to see Pastor Rick down on the floor after five shots of tequila. Those days are over for me. I'm just telling you right now. But... It's not just Pastor Rick or Pastor Anna. Have you ever thought, well, maybe I need to step up. Maybe I need to step up in that direction. Maybe my character and integrity have to step up because I've been this way and I feel God calling me to another level. Have you asked yourself that question lately? So God will always challenge you on that. I I can assure you of that. God will challenge you on that. Number 14, Christ-honoring relationships are continually cultivated, especially in the marriage and family. Listen to this. If you're married, okay, or even if you're single, this is the order that God designed in his word. God first, Mm -hmm. your spouse second, your children third, and then your job, your passions after that. God first, your spouse second, your children third. Don't ever reverse that. If you reverse it, you're taking this word and you're twisting it. God did design it to work that way. He has a way to make your life work, and he created it. I didn't, he did. So if you have a problem with that, take it up with him. All right? All right. And then number number 15, our children are a top priority. Children we focus on. We don't ever want to miss an opportunity with our children. I think we have some great children in this church. Give them a hand this morning because we do have some great children in this church. Children's ministries are important to this body and we will continue to maintain that. Number 16, praise and worship are a major part of every gathering. We believe strongly in worshiping with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. This may often break the boundaries of religious tradition and may include dancing, shouting, bowing, kneeling, stillness, and a host of other biblical expressions and traditions. All those are found in the Bible. Every single one of those. Number 17, we value the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifest or felt presence of the Spirit of God. That means the Spirit of God can touch you as you hear the word, as you participate in worship. How many have ever felt the Holy Spirit just speaking to them, felt the power of the Holy Spirit right there? Or you're hearing Pastor Rick, Pastor Rick, how did you know that I was going through that right now? I don't. The Holy Spirit knows, though. The Holy Spirit knows how to speak to every one of you. How do I know that? Because I was on that end one time in my mid-20s to late-20s, and I started realizing, man, this is real. God, you really do love me, and you'll hear me say that more than anything remind this person that god loves them why because i needed to hear that i needed to hear that and i know you need to hear that as well amen number 18 we respect tradition but we honor no sacred cows what that means is is that just because we've done something a certain way you know uh there's no sacred cows that we can't just move or bump out of the way um we're not that legalistic that Just because our forefathers did it this way, we always have to do it this way. Sometimes God will speak to us and challenge us to do things differently that's relevant to the culture we're living in. How many know that? And so we have to be expecting that he may challenge us to move out of our comfort zone sometimes. So we respect tradition, but honor no sacred cows. Number 19, we love to have a good time. Right, Wayne? We love to have a good time. And we value hospitality and genuine friendships. I love the fact that I've gotten to have every single one of you in my home, just about every single one of you in my home. And we have developed friendships. We've had meals. We've sat down, watched football. We've had potlucks. I mean, we've just had genuine good times. Amen? Amen. We value that. And we're going to continue to maintain those friendships. Number 20, we believe that God has called us to the significance And influence in our generation. We're not here to be spectators. Say, I'm not here to be a spectator. spectator. We're asking for an ever increasing worldview for the harvest of God increases the effectiveness and strength of our home base. So, what that means is be a witness. I I still remember some of you how you got here. Irene witnessed in the gym one day to Brenda. And look, Brenda, Nigel, and Dan are here today. Amen. Yes. Amen. Just because she witnessed to her at, at, at the gym. How many of you have opportunities every day of your life where you can just say, hey, um, I'd like to invite you to my church. We meet at Sunday's afternoon at two o'clock. So go ahead. and Sleep in on Sunday. Enjoy. Enjoy the game in the morning. Go out to breakfast, but join us at 2 p.m. I mean, that's that's a great invite right there. Or, you know, maybe you see somebody that's hurting and you don't know what's going on and you don't need to know. But God knows. And you can tell them about this place that produces and gives hope, that gives encouragement and invite them and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to that person. Amen. All right. Well, those are our distinctives and they're and they're tied in with our core values. But here's the final one of the final things is as I get getting close to closing growth track. You heard me mention that we used to do the foothill trails. How many have taken the trails in the past? Raise your hand. That's the majority of you have taken trails. And so if you took trails 1,000, so they were a series of really four of them, trails 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. If you took those in the past, they're now called growth track 1, growth track Step two, growth track, step three, and growth track, step four. So we'll be announcing those. Um, As I see newer people coming, we'll announce them, and then we'll get some momentum going that way. But uh, real quick, growth track one is becoming a member of our church. It explains a little bit of who we exist, how we existed, or how we got our start. Number two, it's discovering your design. You dive into the details of your personality, discover your gifts, and see how your design reveals your purpose in life. Number three, step three is develop your leadership. I really believe that everybody here is a leader, whether you realize that or not, you're leaders. God creates leaders. How many know that? Creates leaders. Find out what it means to be a leader here at Foothill Christian and learn how you can strengthen your character and gifting to fulfill your leadership potential. And then finally, the fourth step is join the team, connect to a group, connect to our men's group, connect to the Wednesday night group, connect to our worship team, connect to our greeting team, connect to our worship team, our ushering team, connect to our kids church team. There's areas of connection available to you and I. You don't have to just be a spectator. Amen. Amen. And then finally, how many have heard of mission statements? We've all heard of mission statements. It just declares really Um, what your your job is, what your mission is, why you exist in a way. And ours is here, mission statement. Our mission is to effectively use all the available resources and means to, number one, advance the kingdom of God. And then I've got the appropriate scriptures next to some of these. Number two, influence unbelievers to believe or trust in Christ. Number three, influence believers to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Number four, build a house for his glory. That's still our dream here is to build our own house, right? Where we don't have to tear down equipment. It's our house. Amen. Amen. So that's still part of our, our mission. And then our objectives. How do we get there? What do we do? Number one, we reach our city and region with the gospel of Christ. We restore people from the consequences of sin. We release people into ministry as they are equipped Number four, we realize the presence and power uh, of God in our generation. How many know that the presence of God is here every single time you meet, every single time you come? The presence and power of God is here. It's up to you to tap into it. This cord right here that was giving us problems, I think, it's this cord here. If we don't plug it in, we'll never see the fulfillment of what it's capable of. You can sit here in this church but if you never plug in, you'll never be able to see the fulfillment of what God has for your life. Amen. Yes. Amen. You got to plug in our mission scope. Who do we reach? Well, it's our city, our region and the nation. Acts chapter one, verse eight. The Bible says, the Bible says this. You are my witnesses. I love the way it says it in the King James. Ye are my witnesses. Everybody say, ye are my witnesses. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're my witness. Witness of what? What are you a witness of? The gospel, his death, his burial, his resurrection. You are to tell others to witness to them. Can I, can I share with you? You show up at work tomorrow, or at school tomorrow, and say, can I share with you what, what God is doing in my life? What I have experienced? I felt something so powerful come over me. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to point my finger on it, but something happened inside of me. And how do I know that happens? Because that's what happened to me in in my mid-20s when I repented and I said, Lord, I'm tired of doing it my way. I need you. I need you up here. And um, I need you in my life to change my life, to transform my thinking, my stinking thinking, I called it at that time. And he did. He transformed my life. And so when you do that, when you begin to do that, you fulfill the task that God has for you. You are a witness. You are a witness for Christ, for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.